Welcome to the Seed of Life Church Houston Social Media Church Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Pastor Ellis Daly. For the next several moments on this midweek Bible study, we're going to be studying basic end time prophecy, eschatology 101. So take your Bibles out and take some good notes and follow along with us. Let's have a word of prayer and get right into the broadcast. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. We give you all the glory, the honor, the praise tonight on this midweek Bible study. We give you the glory for revelational insight and supernatural wisdom to understand the things of God. Pray for the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost to come in right now and to take us into the deep things of God for the Spirit searching all things, yea, even the deep things of God. Father God, you have given us these things to know. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is your will that we know, amen, the plan for consummation in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, according to your word, we believe we receive the anointing of wisdom. We believe we receive the anointing of revelation, knowledge, hallelujah, in you. We believe we receive the power of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us and directing us, and keeping us in truth and light. Word of God declares, your word declares, O God, the entrance of your word bringeth light. Father, we pray tonight that the light of your word will shine so brightly and it will give so, so much hope to these your people tonight. Jesus Christ's holy name covers with the anointing of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's get right to it. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the end time Bible study. Amen. Hallelujah, we're teaching the everlasting gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And on this edition, we're going to make this, amen, this part two edition. We're going to make it the final edition. This is the last Wednesday night, glory to God, in October. We just wanted to make this an introductory course of the end times for you so you can understand basic Bible prophecy. This is not was not intended to be an in-depth teaching, but a topical teaching to give you an understanding of things that God said must take place in these last days, that you can have hope and have faith, praise God, into what God has said, so that you can receive from God for you and your family, and you can be ready, praise God, because God wants you to be ready, praise the name of the Lord. So let's get right into it, amen, hallelujah, let's have a word of prayer, amen, glory to God. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray tonight. In Jesus Christ's holy name, that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips, and that your word would come forth unhindered and unchecked by any outside or opposing force. We give you praise in advance for all the signs, wonders, and miracles of God for these your people tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's get started. Tonight we're going to start on part two. We're talking about the, uh, the rise of the Antichrist and the seven-year tribulation. So far, we have come through the basic Bible teachings or concerning the end times or eschatology, which is the study of last things. And in these topical teachings we have studied so far, we've studied the rapture of the church, praise the name of the Lord according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. We have studied the hope of glory, praise God. We talk about the hope of glory, we're talking about the glorified body. We've seen that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35, verse 50 through 55. Praise God and all the things that have to take place for us to receive. Amen. Our new bodies in the Lord. Amen. And forever live. Amen. With him in heaven. We also talked about the judgment seat of Christ. Praise God. Now we were to all appear before the judgment seat of Christ at the Bema seat where we receive our heavenly rewards. We talked about that also. Amen. And, and, and the crowns that we are to receive. Amen. From God himself. So we're going to look at those things tonight. Then we came up into an area where we begin to talk about the time of Jacob's troubles, what the Bible calls the time of Jacob's trouble. We looked at Daniel, the second chapter, and how this world leader would arise and lead the world astray and, and operate in the power of Satan. He would be against God. The Bible called him the son of perdition, the Antichrist, one who was marked for death. That's perdition. Praise God. He would operate in that spirit. The spirit of the Antichrist would be just that anti-Jesus Christ and the true gospel of Christ. The, the uh, He would be an imposter of Christ and, and how Jesus warned about that also. So tonight we're going to go ahead on and start part two. 
We're still looking at the seven-year tribulation, and I'm going to go over some of the things that is going to happen in this time of Jacob's trouble in the seven-year tribulation. We're going to look at what Jesus said about it, what the Bible says about it, in terms of the gospel and how we ought to be ready. Amen. This message, these end-time messages that we're bringing to you on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ preaching his everlasting gospel, they're intended to give you hope. They're intended to give you faith. You can't have faith for the end time unless you have a word for the end time in you. Glory to God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have to be mature Christians and grow. This is a grown folks message. You have to grow up in the Lord to not, not, not only be able to receive, amen, the blessings of God, but you got to be ready to receive the truth of consummation. And though that thing, I'm telling you, these things must be. We have to be ready. Now, the good news is not that there is an end time. The good news is not that we're approaching the pre-tribulation hour, the time of Jacob's trouble, when it will be a great dark time in the earth. The good news is that we have the light of the word of God, the truth of God's word, to prepare us for these things. Because the good news is we won't be here anyway. Glory to God. Amen. By the time these things that I'm about to talk to you tonight about begin to manifest in the earth, we would have already been raptured out of the world. Amen. Received our glorified bodies, appeared before the judgment seat of Christ, and then here back on the earth, all these things, the times of Jacob's trouble, tribulation and hardness and famines and wars and rumors of wars, amen, and the rise of the Antichrist, will begin to take place. So have be of good cheer. We have Jesus Christ. He said he has overcome the world. But the intent of these messages, once again, is to make you rapture ready. Keep your mind on God. Stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ because I'm telling you, some prophetic things are happening. Demonic activities, amen, is beginning to show forth in the earth, even in the highest offices of, of the world. Glory to God. Amen. In families, glory to God, in homes, the devil wants in because he knows he doesn't have but a short time left. And he wants to deceive as many people as he can to take them to hell with him. But it's not going to happen because we have the written word of God and the light of the word of God is going to shine for you tonight to be ready. Let's look at being ready tonight. Turn with me in your Bibles. We're talking about end time readiness. In, in, in this segment, we're going to talk about the readiness factor, why you need to be ready, what Jesus said about it. And then we're going to look at the rise of the Antichrist, like I said, once again, in the tribulation period, because we are in the pre-tribulation hour. Praise God. That's why everything is so hard to deal with. You know, the Bible says in the last days, perilous times would come. And amen. And, and the Bible, it's in the Bible so that we would be prepared for this time. And that we wouldn't be moved. It would be a time of great deception. Praise God. Now, I understand. This darkness is not going to appear like darkness to people in the world. They're just going to think, it's, you know, this is just what we have to go through. And then, you know, after this dark season passes, you're going to see some increase like you've never seen. You're going to see people living like they've never lived before. Praise God. They're going to be so glad that this pandemic has passed, that they're going to go out and get into a whole lot of robbery and celebrating and living life to its fullness. Divorces are going to be increased. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. All kind of uh, uh, fleshliness and sin is going to take place. Amen. In the land, even in the governments of the world. And uh, it's going to be a time of great prosperity and increase. Praise God. Yes, it is. Because the Bible says that as in the days of Noah, they were marrying and getting in marriage. And the only time people are having a good time getting married, you don't get married due to the depression. You don't do that. You don't celebrate during the depression. Glory to God. He said, it's as in the days of Noah, they were marrying and giving in marriage before that great and noble, notable flood came. So it's going to hit them just like that. They won't see it coming. Amen. The Bible also says, Jesus said, it's going to come upon them like a thief in a night. Glory to God. Amen. They won't be expecting it. Why? Because they're not hearing what I'm about to share with you tonight. They won't be ready because they don't have faith to be ready. They won't be on fire for God. Some of them will be in church and they may be thoroughly drunk on the political spirit that has now engulfed the whole body of Christ. Amen. 
You got people in the body of Christ who are, who refuse to see the truth that a racist shouldn't be the president of the United States of America. They refuse to see, praise God, that a man that's full of debauchery and every work of the flesh and full manifestation in his life, glory to God, amen, shouldn't be, amen, leading, amen, that, well, the church shouldn't be, be supporting a man like that. All you got to do is test the spirit by the spirit. The Bible says, by their fruit, you shall know them. Everybody around you is a crook. Fifteen and, and sixteen people have been, amen, convicted and sent to jail or had to be made to resign. And yet you're the only one in that group that's not dirty. I, I don't believe that. Praise God. All you got to do is test the spirit by the spirit. And the church is turning a blind eye because, you know, some of them made a deal, you know, and, you know, they got a holy part of the bargain. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So we got to be ready with the truth. And amen. One thing about Cedar Black Church, we preach the truth in our church. I'm not going to turn a blind eye to racism in Louis Farrakhan no more than I would turn a blind eye to racism in David Duke. I'm on record. I've been on TV and I've said that. Praise God. Amen. Interviewed by a television station when I was living in Beaumont about the very matter. Now understand something. Understand something. We can't get involved in all that. We have to be ready because the coming of the Lord is at hand. And I'm going to show you tonight on this end time message what Jesus said about readiness and about the, the rise of the Antichrist and the seven year tribulation. So let's get started. Let's go over there to Matthew chapter 25. Readiness is what we're talking about right now. Jesus said this and he taught. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. The wise took oil in their vessels with, with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, you know, a lot of people don't believe Jesus is coming back. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Amen. And at midnight, an unexpected time, an unassuming time, at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom coming. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your all, for our lamps are gone out. The wise answered and said, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But rather go ye to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, listen to this, the bridegroom came, and they were and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. Glory to God. They that were ready went, 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 went with him unto the marriage. And they, glory to God, and the door was shut. Praise God. Let me read that again. Verse 10. And they that went to buy, the bridegroom, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Now once that door is shut, that's it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Afterwards, verse number 11. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Verse 13. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Praise the name of the Lord. You don't know the day nor hour. So this is a call to readiness. And tonight we're going to look at the reason for readiness. You see, these people, they were in the church. It was ten virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. Why were five wise? Five of them kept themselves on fire for the Lord. They made sure that they stayed filled with the Holy Spirit. That all is a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The other foolish ones, amen, they allowed, amen, the cares and the pleasures and the things of this world and their own personal flesh and mindsets and strongholds Wear them out, amen, till they were found slumbering. And when they arose, they had none of God's power in them. Glory to God. Amen. The all ran out, you know, and there was a time of darkness, so they had to go and try and get refilled. Well, why they, they went to go and get refilled, a refill of the all in their lamps. Amen. They came back and found that the door was shut. Amen. And they desired greatly to come in, but the Lord said, no, I, I don't even know you. Praise God. 
And so the, the warning Jesus is giving here is that you ought to always be watching and praying. You ought to always be watching and praying over your family. You ought to always be watching and praying over your loved ones. You ought to always be watching and praying. All this stuff that people are doing, you know, they got a form of God and they in all kinds of different religions and stuff like this. I'm telling you what the Bible says is coming to pass in the earth. And I'm telling you, this book is a book of truth. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So if you're going to be ready in the end times, amen, you got to stay on fire for God no matter what. Stay on fire for God even when people, amen, try to make you feel like you're not who God called you to be. Stay on fire for God even though people may see you as a failure. Stay on fire for God. Keep preaching. Keep doing. Keep witnessing. Keep believing God all the way through because Jesus is soon to return and you want to be ready. Praise the name of God. So let's look at it. Tonight we're going to be looking at, amen, hallelujah, the rise of the Antichrist and the seven-year tribulation part two, amen. Now understand our focus is end time readiness and living rapture-ready lives, so we won't be here when these things happen, amen. But the Bible does talk about the, the tribulation period. Let's look at it in the Bible. Look at Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Let's talk about, amen, talks about a tribulation period that, amen, it's going to begin with the Antichrist rising up and making peace, amen, with all Israel's enemies. I know you're hearing a lot about that right now, but I'm telling you that, don't be fooled by it. the Antichrist is going to come out of Western Europe or Eastern Europe. Amen. And he's going to be the one that's going to cut covenant with Israel and all his, uh, praise God, and all his enemies. Praise God. So I don't care what peace treaties you hear going on right now, right before the election to try and make people look good. That's not it. I'm talking about the world is going to be, amen, knocking at the door to destroy Israel in a time soon coming. Praise God. After the church is taken out, the whole world will revolt against Israel to destroy it. And the Antichrist is going to come on the scene and explain away the missing multitudes. And he, according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, the Bible says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, seven days or seven years, because the date of the Lord is like a year, years like a, like a day. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the, the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for... Over the spreading of the abomination, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Let me explain this. This is talking about the abomination of desolation spoken of about Daniel the prophet. The Antichrist will stand in the third millennial temple that is yet to be built. Amen. And he will allow them to begin to have a temple worship, sacrifice unto God, just like in the Old Testament. Right now in America, there's a farmer in Alabama. You, you can look this up. Praise God. He is trying to breed a red heifer, many of them, so that Israel, the Temple Mount Faithful over in Israel, that's an organization right now, can resume temple worship. The reason that they can't do it right now is because the the, 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 the temple wall that you see the Jews praying at the Wailing Wall, that was David's temple. The, the eastern wall of the way, uh, of the, uh, of the temple is where you see those, uh, Semitic Jews just standing there praying all day and, and nodding and praying. Well, the cornerstone of that temple is under the Dome of the Rock, which is a Muslim shrine. And when the Temple Mount Faithful go to build the third temple, and they will destroy the dome of the rock to do it. That's when all hell is going to break off in the earth. It's going to break loose in the earth like you have never seen. Amen. Glory to God. Because that's where the third millennial temple has to be built. There are people preparing instruments for a temple worship. Even farmers are trying to breed perfect red heifers with no spot or blemish on them so they can be used in sacrifice. That's where we are right now, folks. We're headed to that time. And at some time during the tribulation period, the Antichrist is going to, after he confirms the covenant, makes peace with all of Israel's enemies. He's going to demand that he be worshipped. He is a narcissist. A narcissist is a very controlling, very demonically inspired person. 
They seek to control others. They blame everybody except themselves. And that's what you got in Washington right now. You got a person like that in Washington, D.C. right now. Uh, he, a narcissist, is always a racist at heart because they don't care about any, nobody but themselves. And so he's going to demand three and a half years into the tribulation period after the covenant is cut that people start worshiping him as God. And that's when Israel will realize that the person who they thought was their Messiah has a man, glory to God, absolutely lied to them and deceived them. And that's when the trouble of the tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble, will really begin. So we see it in the Bible that this has actually been prophesied by a real prophet. His name was Dan. When I say a real prophet, I'm not talking about like the prophets you got right now running around town. I'm talking about a person who said something and it is going to take place. Glory to God. Or they will give their life up to God. See, a lot of these people prophesying, they don't know that the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy that if a prophet presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not given him to speak, that prophet shall surely die. So I, I don't worry about any of those. I'm telling you about a real man of God, Daniel, who God gave his word to. So understand something. The tribulation period is going to take place. The church should not be here. Why? Look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Because uh, Jesus said this now. This is good news for us. This is not for, for, for those who really are, who love God and are trying to serve God with their life. Amen. No matter what it looks like. One thing I tell the people that see the light and they'll tell you about me. You may see me struggle, but you will never see me give up. Glory to God. Honey, I wasn't a, I wasn't a quitter when I was in the world. Praise God. And you're not going to see me give up now that I'm serving God. Praise God. Hallelujah. But here's the reason why we can rejoice. Amen. Because Jesus said this in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. He said, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, or precepts in one translation, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation or tribulation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, he, Jesus told that to John the Revelation. That we are not called to go through the hour of tribulation that is to come that is to come upon the whole world. And boy, I, when I read that, I rejoice greatly. Amen. Jesus talked about the tribulation period. Look at Matthew chapter 24. Amen. Matthew chapter 24. Jesus gave us some signs to prepare us so that we can have our hearts to be ready for this thing. Amen. Look at Matthew chapter 24. So let's start at verse 1. Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. You know, we like the, the comfort of a nice church building. Honey, let me tell you something. In the final analysis, if you don't have this word living in you, it won't matter what your church building looks like. Praise God. Jesus came there. Amen. Build you up. You are living epistles. Glory to God. You ought to be ready when he comes. And listen to this. Look at verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Question mark. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, period. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. You shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. All these things, underline the next three words, must come to pass. That's four words. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilence, pandemics, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Amen. So, that's the beginnings of sorrow. That's the pre-tribulation hour. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations. Didn't I tell you that? Amen. Before the tribulation period can start, the whole world will again turn against Israel, and Jews will be the most hated people on the face of the earth. Amen. All be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So therefore, I can deduce just by using the Holy Spirit and the gift of discernment and testing the Spirit by the Spirit. That if I got people 
that identify so greatly with me, and they hate the Jews. You know, they walk around with Nazi flags and Confederate flags, and they call, they say that they support me. Why are they identifying with me? And why am I stirring the pot of racism in a nation that is like a powder keg, amen, ready to explode behind racism? And why would anybody vote for a person to be president like that is beyond me if they're a Christian? All you got to do is read the Bible. The Bible says, by their fruit you shall know them. A good man out of the good treasure of their heart, of his heart, brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart will bring forth evil things. All you got to do is use the sermon. You'll know that the people, some of them people running for president right now shouldn't be president. But the church is willing to turn a blind eye and wink at racism to get a deal that they made and leave your children, little little minority black and brown children, to suffer under racism. The devil is a lie. Amen and amen. So understand something. And they hate the Jews. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So you see, this is the time that we're living in. And look what he said, verse number 10. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. The spirit of cold love is already at work. People don't even know why they hate you and despise you, but they do. Glory to God, because you got the Holy Spirit. See, it's not you that they hate. They hate the spirit of God that's in you. That spirit that's not afraid. That spirit... That, that amen can never die. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And because the iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. There it is. That's the time that we live in. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Verse 14. And this gospel, the gospel of the end time, amen, the gospel of the kingdom, shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Let me show you something about Verse number 14, I said this, I think, in our last teaching, that if you believe that because we have TBN and Daystar and all these, you know, the Word Network and all these Christian television stations all over the world, that that must mean that, you know, until everybody gets saved, Jesus can't come back. That's a lie. This is happening during the tribulation period. And during the tribulation period, after the church is raptured out of the earth, and we're in heaven with Jesus as these seals of judgments, are broken and judgment is coming on the world to make them turn and repent and come to the Lord. As these things are happening, praise God, uh, the church is in heaven. The seven spirits of God, the Holy Spirit ministry has ended in the earth and angels will be given an everlasting gospel to preach to every man, woman, boy and girl of every ethnic group and kindred on the earth. To repent because Jesus is about to return. Let's look at it. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. Amen. I want some of y'all to think, well, he just making that up. No, it's in my spirit. Amen. I, when I started uh, preaching as an evangelist, all I taught was the end times. Look at Revelation 14, verse 6. Talking about angels being given a, a charge and a mandate to preach the everlasting gospel. The Bible says, and I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven. This is prior to the coming of the Lord. I saw another angel flying in the midst of the heaven, having an everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, to every nation and kinder and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of the water. Praise God. Amen. Now, if you hear at that time and you don't hear those angels, you're going to be in a bad situation. That's why no matter what you're going through in your life, hell is too hot and eternity is too long to miss God right now. You ought to stay on fire for God. You ought to uh, be quick to forgive and walk softly before the Lord. You ought to cry out to God. Amen. God said, you cry out to me, I'll fight for you. I'll fight against those who fight against you and your enemies will become my enemies. The Bible says, I know how to repay those who trouble you. David said, let the Lord arise and let all his enemies be scattered. This too shall pass for you. Your job is to stay on fire for God. Stay in, in the word of God. Stay witnessing Christ, even the people you know that don't really believe in God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. When you get taken out of there, one thing they're going to remember is, Boy, that, 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 that brother said he, he really believed God. Now he's gone. He must have, he must have knew Jesus after all, even though we thought he was a failure, even though we thought he wasn't no good. He must have really knew God. Amen. 
And so we got to prepare ourselves for the times that we're coming into. Jesus taught about it. Look at Revelation chapter 6. I said it's a time of great judgment for the seals to be broken. And as these seals are broken, these things begin to manifest. The spirit realm dictates what's going to happen in the natural realm. And these judgments, this tribulation is not meant for the church. It's meant for the two classes of people who will be left behind. Amen. The Jews who did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Amen. And that unsaved world who don't believe in God anyway. Amen. And Christians, lukewarm, lukewarm Christians that got left behind are going to have to praise God. Amen. Listen to this. Hallelujah. They're going to have to go through the tribulation period. Now, I thought one save always save. Let me say something about that. I hope it's true that you can live any kind of way and still make it in. I hope that's true. But I know it's not. I hope it's true that you could uh, praise God, live your whole life and rule over your wife and, and do whatever you want to do on the side and still make it in just because you're a deacon. I hope it is, but I know it's not. I hope it's that you could walk around with hate and strongholds all your life in your heart, bitterness and hatefulness, a punishing spirit towards other people and think you can get in. Let me tell you something. You're not making it in because I read in the Bible that if you put your hand to the plow and even look back into the world, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus said, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not do miracles in your name? You know what Jesus is going to tell them? Jesus said, I will tell them away from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. Whoa, wait a minute. You mean these people were casting out devils, doing miracles and prophesying in his name? And he told them, away from me, for I never knew you? Boy, that's something for preachers to understand. The anointing of God is without repentance. He'll put an anointing on you to heal people. He'll put an anointing on you to prophesy. He'll put an anointing on you to do miracles, but that anointing is not for you as for his people. Glory to God, and you can still miss hell. You can still miss heaven if you're not living right. Glory to God, even as a preacher. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says that they have a form of godliness, amen, but denying the power there. When the power of God really comes in your life, it will change your life. There must be renewal. There must be transformation. Glory to God. Your mind has to be changed. You have to desire greatly to live with God. And that, that means that you're not going to fail sometimes. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he's not utterly cast down. You got to get up, confess your sins, wash yourself in the blood, and keep going. Amen. But you got to do that with the right attitude. Now, you got to, if you want God to forgive you, you got to forgive others. Amen. He said, if you don't forgive your brother of his transgression, neither will I forgive you of yours. And if your sins are not forgiven, you're going to hell. Amen. Amen. And there's going to be a lot of crying going on that day. So we're going to look at it. These judgments are not intended for the church. The tribulation starts when the seals are broken. These seals, amen, is the scroll that is handed to Jesus. I want you to see something. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to see some. Look at Revelation. Um, hallelujah. Revelation chapter 5. The only person that is worthy to open the seals in heaven is Jesus. Revelation chapter 5. John the Revelator saw this and he said, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside a seal with seven seals. See, the seven seal judgments of God is where the tribulation comes from. It comes out of the spirit realm. And he said, I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And look at verse 3, with all the anointed people who then died and went to heaven. Why did it not? And no man in heaven, none in earth, neither under the earth, in case they left somebody after the rapture, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. John said, and I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. One of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Why was Jesus worthy? Because he lived without ever sin. There will be nobody in heaven other than Jesus that then came through the earth. We were born in sin through Adam, first of all. And then we had our own personal darkness that we had to get rid of before we got saved. Glory to God. 
So, amen. You have to be really pure to be able to open the scroll. And Jesus showed his purity and his divinity. And he was able to do it. And when he did it, I'm going to show you some things that happened. Amen. Jesus took that scroll. And John said in chapter 6 of Revelation, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, I heard, as it were, a noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, the first horse of the apocalypse, comes forth. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. When the Antichrist, it'll be a time of great war, is going to come on the earth. Amen. Wars, amen. Not just rumors. Now, these are the actual wars that are beginning to break loose all over the world. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went another horse. He was red, and power was given unto him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth. Nowhere. Lawlessness will abound. People will be getting killed and murdered. Wars all over. I'm telling you to be a chaotic time. Amen. When these things start happening. And they should, and, and look what it says, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Now understand. It was given unto him a great sword. Amen. Praise God. Look at verse number five. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see, and behold, lo, a black horse of the apocalypse. And he and he that sat upon him had a pair of balance in his hands. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see that thy that thy Hurt not the all and the wine. There'll be shortages like you've never seen. In a world full of food, the food will begin to decay and there will be food shortages in some of the richest countries of the world. Shortages everywhere you look. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. And I'm going to tell you something. It's also going to be a time of great corruption. Look at verse 7. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I and I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his, and his name that sat upon him was death. And hell followed with him. And the power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Praise God. I'm telling you, it's going to be a time when the tribulation starts. You need to want to be ready. You need to want to be with Jesus. Amen. Look at verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. During the tribulation period, there's going to be 144,000 Jewish tribulation saints that come to their understanding that Jesus Christ was Lord. And they're going to start to evangelize Israel to accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah right in the face of the Antichrist. He's going to kill them, folks. And their souls are going to uh, come up under to the altar of God. And he said, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, wilt thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Hallelujah. And then you look what God did. Now understand. Look what God did. And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. There is an allotted number of Jews that will believe in Jesus that are predestined to be made martyrs during this time. Glory to God, the time of the tribulation period. So you got to understand these things. Now we're looking at a panoramic view. We're going back and forth and we're seeing what's happening in the spirit realm and what's manifesting in the natural realm. So God wants you to be prepared. These are, like I said, these messages are not intended to make you afraid, but it's the truth from the word of God. And I know you don't get this every Sunday. So you take it to your man and your woman of God. And they'll tell you that what this brother is saying is the truth. Amen. Because these things must happen. Before the coming of the Lord. Amen. Understand. Let's look at the Antichrist. The Antichrist. Let's look at it. First John 2.18. This is the man that's going to be running things. While we're in heaven. And our glorified bodies. 
awaiting at, at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, these things will be happening back here on the earth. You ought to tell your loved ones, man, you need to come to church. You need to you need to tune in to the to the social media broadcast at Seed of Life. You need to you need to get the word of God in you, man. I mean, we're living in the last days, amen. We have to be rapture ready. We gotta be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the working knowledge of the Word of God, filled with faith and not fear. Glory to God, saying what God has said, believing God for the blessing power that cancels out the curse in our life. But we have to be ready to meet the Lord. Glory to God. Look at 1 John 2, 18. Amen and amen. The Bible says this, little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard, the Antichrist shall come. <laughs> even now as uh, even now are they many antichrists, whereby we know that this is the last time. The Antichrist is come, but the doctrine and the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the earth. It's operating in people. Amen. Right now in Washington, D.C. Amen. It's operating in America right now. Praise God. Abortion is Antichrist. Praise God. A president that lies is Antichrist. A president that's a homemonger is Antichrist. A president that's a racist is Antichrist. Looting and stealing and destroying property is Antichrist. Glory to God. Homosexuality is Antichrist. I don't care what the politicians say. You love who you love and all this other stuff. And I'm telling you, we are not of this world. If we're going to stand for truth, we got to be about truth. Amen. Glory to God. Just like you got people who want you to believe that America, praise God, was uh, was was born of God to be a Christian nation. Glory to God. The people who founded America owned slaves and they treated their slaves like animals. They had to rewrite the, the Declaration of Independence uh, 14 different times just to accommodate black people because they was calling them as, as animals. You go read the Federalist Papers. I took political science at Lamar University. I understand this. Amen. You go read the Federalist paper and you'll see that it was never intended for black people to ever be citizens or, or people. But because Thomas Jefferson had so many little black kids, I guess the spirit of God convicted him that it was wrong. So he fought for them to be counted as human beings. And now you know the rest of the story. Praise God, like Paul Harmon said. Praise God. Now understand something. That spirit is already at work. No matter what you see on TV, America has a debt to pay for the sins of their ancestors. Now, you can go to Mount Rushmore all day long and give a political speech. Mount Rushmore is built on an Indian uh, burial ground over the dead bodies of Indians that were here before anybody else came. Now, that's just righteousness. That's just truth. And rather you just operate in righteousness and say, Lord, forgive us for the sins of our nation. We miss you. We did wrong. Lord, help us to form a more perfect union. We plead the blood for America and for its past sins and for all these abortions and this racism and these lying presidents and stuff like that. And then God can do something with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now that's the truth. Amen. Don't write me no letters unless you want to know the truth. And that's the truth. Amen. Glory to God. Now understand something. So we know that that spirit is already at work. Hallelujah. In the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you got to understand that that's the time you live in. Antichrist will be the uh, a false Christ, and he'll be the he'll be a prince. Amen. A false prince of peace. Amen. Let's go back to Revelation one and two because he's going to be given power. Amen. To do these things. Amen. Glory to God. Talking about the Antichrist now. Amen. He said, "And I saw when the Lamb opened the seal, I heard that uh, 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 as a voice of thunder, a noise of thunder." One of the four be saying, come and see in verse two. And I saw, behold, a white horse. See, he's going to come on a white horse like Jesus. Amen. But he's going to be a false Christ. Amen. Jesus is going to come on a white horse too. But this one is coming on a white horse. And he that sat upon him had a bow. Amen. And a crown was given him. Amen. And he went about before conquering and to come. So you understand, that's not Jesus. That's the Antichrist. He's going to come on the scene with all these different spirits, with signs and lying wonders to deceive many. You know, with the world already under a strong delusion from God, they won't help but to believe the lies of the Antichrist. Amen. Hallelujah. He'll make war, praise God, in the earth. Amen. There'll be, amen, all these nations are going to come against Israel. Amen. The Antichrist also 
will be empowered by the devil. Look at Revelation 13, verse 4. Praise God. Amen. I hope you're taking some good notes. I know it's a lot to take in, but I, these teachings are intended to get you started on thinking toward heaven. You're supposed to have your mind completely uh, fixed on this world. Amen. You need to start thinking about spiritual things. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at Revelation 13, verse 4. The Bible says, And they worshiped the dragon which gave unto the beast, the Antichrist. Amen. Hallelujah. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, the Antichrist. And they worshiped the beast, who is the Antichrist, saying, Who is likened unto the beast or Antichrist? And who is able to make war with him? See, he's going to go over there and destroy all kinds of nations. He's going to have everybody afraid of him. Amen. He's going to come out with weaponry like you have never seen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something about what I know. Man has never made a weapon of destruction that he has never used. Glory to God. Amen and amen. So you need to be pleading the blood over your country. Amen. That, that God have mercy on America for all America's past sins. Amen. Praise God. Look at 2 Thessalonians. Hallelujah. We got to hurry. Amen. We don't want to go too far. We need to be stopping in the next couple of minutes. Second Thessalonians. Hallelujah. I want to show you these things. Because God wants me to show you these things. You need to hear these things. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 8. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. Look what the Bible says. Talking about the Antichrist. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Talking about the Antichrist. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. With all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not the love of the truth. That they, that they might be saved. So right there saying to God. We're going to stop right there tonight. And just tell you from what I know. Jesus Christ is going to return. The Bible says when he returns, look at Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, and we'll stop. When he returns, he's going to put down the Antichrist, bring the world back into order, start his millennial reign with us. We will come with our crowns on our heads and rule in this earth 1,000 years with Jesus Christ. Then will the dead, amen, of the, of the unsaved be judged at the great white throne judgment. And I'm telling you, and then, amen, the, the devil's going to be released again in the earth. Amen. People are going to have to come to Jerusalem and bow before Jesus and worship him once a year. After a time in that 1,000 year millennial reign where people are being born in the earth and no one is dying. People are going to live and grow further and further away from who is this guy living in Jerusalem and why do we have to go and see him? And at that time, according to Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, at that time the king from the north, Russia, Magog, the Russian uh, territory would descend into the Holy Land to destroy Jesus and to put the Jews away from the earth. And at that time, God will rain down fire on the earth to destroy them. They come against Israel. A 200 million man army will march from the east across the river Euphrates from China to destroy Israel. And God is going to destroy all Israel's enemies. And at that time, amen, we'll be caught up again into the new Jerusalem. And the earth shall be regenerated as with fire and made pure again. And in heaven, the new heaven will descend back into this earth. We'll always be with the Lord in the new heaven and the new earth when they join together. But this is what the Bible says. It's all written there. I know it's a lot. It's written there in the Bible. Look at Revelation 19, verse 11. Talk about the coming of the Lord to start all those things I just told you about. Look at Revelation 19, verse 11. Hallelujah. And you know what? Uh, it says this. And I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. That is the, the, the charger that Jesus is going to be on. And he that said upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness do he judge and make war. His eyes was as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, that's us, which were in heaven, followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen. See, our robes of righteousness 
white and clean. And out of his mouth, Jesus, goeth forth a sharp sword, that's the word of God, a sharp two-edged sword, that with it he shall smite the nations. See, all Jesus is going to have to do is speak. The Antichrist had to be given a bow and he was given a crown. You notice that Jesus, nobody gave him his crowns. Amen. He earned every one of them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He had power. Nobody had to give him power. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. And, uh, and then he will speak destruction on the world. Verse 15, and out of his mouth go a sharp sword, that with it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treaded the winepress of fierceness and wrath of, of the Almighty God. Amen. And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Praise the Lord. Saints of God, listen. This is the time that we're coming into. These teachings were intended to make you rapture ready and to get your mind thinking toward heaven. Amen. It was intended to give you hope and a future. Praise God. And let you know that God is still in control. He has thought this thing out from beginning to end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Listen to me. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to confess him right now. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, I know without you I'm lost. I know without you I'll die and go to hell. Lord Jesus, I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to be in heaven with you. I want to be ready when you come. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins, my doubt, my unbelief. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you were virgin born. I believe you died for my sin. I believe God raised you on the third day. And you are now seated at the right hand of the Father. As my Lord and King, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Right now, today, Jesus. Amen. My friend, I believe you prayed that prayer. You got born again. You're in the family of God. And your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. As long as you stay seeking after God, He'll never turn His back on you. He promised in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, He said, I promise never to leave you nor forsake you. But you might boldly say, The Lord is my help. I should not fear what man should do unto me. Listen, when, if, if you should fall, you have a high advocate now for the fall. The Bible says in Psalms 86, verse 5, For thou, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and plentiness and mercy to all those who call upon it. You need to be calling on the mercy of God for your loved ones. Calling for the mercy of God for the people on your job. Begin to call on the mercy of God for people who you know are not treating you right. In Jesus' name, ask God to forgive them of their sins and in so doing. God will forgive you of your sins. Hallelujah. My friend, this is Pastor Ellis Stelly of Cedar Black Church, Houston. This will be the ending, praise God, of our end-time Bible studies for the month of October. This was an introductory teaching to get your mind thinking toward heaven for the times that we live in. You can, amen, be rapturated now as you feed on the Word of God. Until next week, this is Pastor Ellis Stelly. I want you to do one thing for me. Live supernaturally. Speak life. That seated like churches, we want you to know and remember that Jesus is Lord. See you next week. God bless you now.